We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk.
Right, morning, morning. Let's uh, take your places. Good, good, good. Let's get cracking on this nice chilly day in September. <laughs> right, good. It's good to be able to come together, to be free, to express our praise, our thanksgiving, our worship to God. Yeah? Okay, just the two of us. Morning. Stand up, come on. Stand up together. Give your legs a bit of a shake off. Get rid of those cramps. Right, let's pray. Father God, we come to you with our offering of worship, of thanksgiving. We come to you today and we ask that you would inhabit this time with us. It says in your word, whenever two or three are gathered in the name of Jesus, there you are. So Father God, we welcome you. Welcome you to be with us today. Amen. How good is he? Far beyond what eyes could ever see. That he stands in front of me. How good is he? He paints a with million stars. Yes, there How good is he? 
moments where I think with certain songs the spirit of God that was on the writer when they wrote the song is released when it's played and was some moment with me and my dad in heaven in my car and I thought he is so good he is so 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 good 
He is so good. I haven't got enough words in my vocab to say how good he is, but he is good. And we're going to sing about the goodness of God. Oh, 
worthy to be praised he's been faithful all our lives through success and failure through sickness and health he's worthy of our praise God's faithful even when we don't see it he's still faithful God is the definition of love and goodness Whatever he is, is goodness. As we look around at each other today, we can know different situations, different problems, different things, different successes, but yet God is still good. Amen. Amen. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our thanksgiving. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. We raise our song to you. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy, Lord. We lift our song to you. You are worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You are worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want you to stay standing for a moment. I want to just tell you something, and we're going to go into another song. Just before the summer, there were various different things that happened. I was in a low mood. And I stood in my kitchen, and I thought, I think I was looking at something I'd not finished fixing, DIY. You know what it's like. And I thought, Phew. And then a little voice said to me, Daniel, what would you say to other people? It's really bad when you convict yourself, you know. And I would tell other people, thank the Lord. And I couldn't think of anything other than this song that I'm going to teach you because it's a mind worm and I'm hoping if I teach you, you'll get out of my head. It's been there eight weeks. But I want to challenge you, when we get to those low places, let's thank the Lord because as I did it, I felt something lift. Yeah, and it's, I don't know if it's a kid's song, it's a little song. I'm like, I trust you with the key. <laughs> oh, that's a different one. We're not going to do that one, but thanks, gents. You got ahead. That's my surprise for Mark later on. It goes like this Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Right. That's enough. We can just stay there. But there's other verses as well. So we'll do some other verses. But I just want to say for you, if you want some quick medicine, thank you, Jesus. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. I'll let Mark go because he knows the words better than me. There you go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Calvary. You went to Calvary. Thank you, died for me. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. You went to Calvary. Thank you, died for me. 
back again. You're coming back again. coming back again and we with you shall reign thank you Lord for loving me you rose up from the grave to me new life you gave thank you Lord teaching at the temple and he was looking at the religious leaders and how they had all the fancy clothes and all the fancy words and he spotted this widow he looked up and saw the rich dropping their offerings into the temple treasury he also saw a poor widow dropping in her two tiny coins truly I tell you he said this poor widow has put more than all of them For all these people are putting gifts out of their surplus, but she has put out of her poverty, has put in all she had to live on. Yeah? The little bit that she had, she gave. It's a good introduction for taking and giving our offering, but it's about our praise and our worship as well. So we're going to ask the stewards to come and help us now, and we're going to be giving out of whatever we have to give to God as part of our worship. Yeah? But as we come through life, as we come for different times, we come to worship and we come to sing. Sometimes all we can sing is thank you, Jesus. That's all we've got. But that's enough. Yes? Amen. Let's, let's carry on with the song. Let's take an offering. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. song um, where it said with every breath that I'm able I felt God saying that you know you might be here looking around at people seeming to worshipping with every breath and all of their heart and you just don't feel that you have that in you because of what's going on in your life but that song says with every breath I'm able and, and God sees you and he knows what's going on for you and when Daniel said about that the widow's might the one little coin she's bringing everything she has it doesn't look very big but if you can bring your one breath of worship and thankfulness through all the pain and all the 
difficult stuff, if you can bring that one breath, if you're, and God will enable you, you don't have to f- even feel able, it's, even that is a gift from God, then he sees that as you bringing a sacrifice. My shepherd, and he goes before me, defender behind me, and I
our voices. It's my complete experience that as we give that little, that God is wanting to come in and inhabit what we give. Even as we go through that psalm, it starts off, the Lord's my shepherd. You can feel like a little sheep. But the declaration of the song is hallelujah. You can't declare hallelujah small, can you? It's big. It's expanded. As we give her that little bit, As we come and say, thank you, Jesus, our expectation is that for expansion so that we might come to the end and be able to declare his victory. Yeah? Praise God. Praise God. Excellent. Good. Let us take the opportunity to pray for the students. You can have a seat for the moment. I know some may have gone already, so we'll be praying for those as they go. We want to pray for students, that they don't incur too much debt on their families. No, <laughs> feeling it personally. Right, if you're a student, who's, who's about to go off to do something educational but not gone already? Wave at me. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of post-six form is what I'm thinking. We've got a few. Okay, good. Let's... Um, well, heck, let's all stand up. Let's, if you're a student, wave, and we're going to pray. We'll lay hands on them and uh, pray for them as they go. And uh, then we'll work out what's going to happen next. I'll pray. Uh, yeah, come on. We all, we all stand together. If you've not got one, you can pray. I think Josh Fruish is already gone, so we can be praying for him. Cool. If you're a student, if you can't spot a student, who's a student? They've been very shy. There's a couple over there. All the students are going to university, yes, and other higher education institutions. Cool, good. Let's pray for them then. Father God, we just pray that as these guys start this next year, you would be with them, you would guide them, you would put them in uh, good friendship opportunities, Father God. You give them opportunity to shine your light and be salt in their situations, Lord God. We pray that you would uh, keep them safe, you would guard their minds and their bodies. Father God, you cause them to to learn and be expanded at this time. Amen. Amen. Good. Right. While we're upstanding, let's let the children go out to their time. Okay. I'll tell you what, let's just take a moment to, to greet the person next to you, refill on water, and then we're going to pray for John and Jamie as they go.
Okay, so the core team can come as well. We're going to be praying for John and Jamie. So uh, this is the last Sunday before um, that John's going to be here, so that's why we're praying today. But in fact, you're going off in a... Not quite this week, is it? But uh, tell us what you're going to be doing when you go. Okay, so you'll be aware that some years ago, uh, Terry and the team invited me to become part of that team. Um, where we are enjoying rich fellowship, and you saw the blessing that they brought when they were with us at the beginning of the year. And so every year, um, we have a men's summit in Maryland, in the east of USA, and uh, a great time of fellowship and ministry and enriching, people coming from different countries as well as across the states, and uh, we're going there uh, we'll be part of the ministry there and uh, certainly looking forward to enjoying that fellowship in that time together and uh, see it a time as a, of equipping and uh, uh, building yes. for the days that lie ahead. Yeah. So we're going to pray. Uh, do you want to add anything, Jamie? Or is that? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to pray now. So if, if you want to join in that prayer, it's good to stand and then we're, we're, we're praying together. And uh, let's, just, let's just hold our brothers before God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for this connection that you've given to us. Thank you, Lord, for the work that, that you're doing, um, even now in, in, that, in that grouping. And, Lord, as, as we send John and Jamie from us, Lord, we ask you to watch over them. Lord, we ask you to, to watch their steps. Lord, that every part, every detail of their journey would be, would be clear, that, uh, that Lord, the that, that, that different things that will be challenges, Lord, that they would know, as, as in the words of that song, that your spirit lives within them, that they might walk in your peace. Lord, let this be a time where they, even though there are difficulties in journeying, that they would be walking in your peace together. And, and Lord, as they, as they step out into this time for uh, this men's retreat, Lord, together, Lord, I ask that you both give them things to give and that you'd make it possible for them to receive. Yes. That, Lord, we know that, that whatever you've given our brothers at this time, Lord, you will pour it out into, yes. that, into, into that body, and that, Lord, it will be increased. Lord, let there be an increase. Let there be a multiplication, a multiplication factor, that, Lord, as they give out, Lord, so they would receive. Lord, as they, as they serve in this way, Lord, let, let the anointing flow onto them and back to us, Lord. We go with them. We travel with them. We, we send them out. And, Lord, we ask you to watch over their steps and give them increase in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we are blessed to have Nick to come and speak with us today. See, we can give him a slight encouragement. Show you're still awake. Hello, hello. Right. Okay. Can you hear me? You can hear. Oh, now you can hear me. All right. Excellent. Wicked. Hello, everyone. Um, right. So, sorry. I just had to get my. I feel like I've been through like an endurance test already. It's quite hot today, isn't it? All right. So I'm going to keep an eye on my wife and my dad. If I see them falling asleep, then I'll take that as kind of like the thermometer for the whole room. So no pressure, Ella or dad. Um, right, before we get into it, I'm going to ask John T to come up. We're going to be carrying on with our look at Kings today. And John T is going to do a fun little recap for us. So you can grab this mic. Okay, good morning, everyone. So we've covered quite a lot so far um, in the Kings series. There's a lot of information um, and we thought it could be quite helpful to uh, do a little test and see how much you've all remembered. 
Um, so I put together a short quiz. Can you raise your hand if you've ever done a Kahoot before? A Kahoot quiz. Good. Okay, the one thing um, that you're going to need for this quiz, well, it's, it's helpful if you have one, uh, is your mobile phone. So you've got permission to take your phones out now. Um, can you, you can scan the QR code if you're close to the front. You can scan that QR code. If not, you can go to www.kahoot.it, and it will ask you for a login, and you need to type in that six-digit number at the top there. There's 40 spaces on the Kahoot quiz. So the first 40 people uh, will get access to the quiz. If you are not confident that you're going to make the top 40, that's okay. Um, you'll still see the, uh, the options. It's going to be a multiple choice quiz, so you can still discuss with the person sat next to you which one you'd pick. We'll show you the answer and we'll see how much um, you've managed to remember. Just five short questions from the series so far. Okay, fantastic. Okay, no pressure, but when I did this with Nick earlier, he'd done his preparation for this talk, and he got four out of five, correct? So if you get five out of five, then you can lead the session next week. <laughs> the prize. The prize. What's the prize? Free chicken? Oh, they can preach next week. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, no free chicken. Okay, the room's full. Great. Okay, fantastic. So we're going to get started. If you haven't made it onto the, um, onto the Kahoot, then just discuss with the person sitting next to you maybe and we can um, see how much you can get. Okay, we'll get started. Okay, one King's recap. Our first question is going to come up now. It's a speed game. The first answer gets the most points. Which one of these was not a brother of King Solomon? We've got Absalom, Adonijah, Joab, and Nathan. When we've got all of our answers, it will show us which one's correct. We seem to have 47 answers and 40 people playing. Oh, is there 50? That's great. That's fantastic. One more. It was Joab. Well done to those of you that got this right. Sorry? Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Solid start. There we go. Well done to those of you that can read my mind. Move on to the next question. Number two. Select those which sided with Adonijah. Abiathar, Benaiah, Zadok, and Job. Hopefully I got these right. There may be more than one answer for this. You need to pick as many as sided with Adonijah. One, two, three. Is there one? Okay. Okay. Abiathar and Joab were the ones that sided with Adonijah. Is that right? Sorry? Only lets you pick one. <laughs> okay. This is going great. Well done, guys. This is fantastic. Let's keep going, see how far we can get through these five questions. How many kings were there before Solomon? I think there's only one right answer for this one. One, two, three, or five. Now, Jamie told me the answer to this one, so you can't blame me for this one. You think, you think it's two? Could be two, maybe three. We said three. Three, there's two famous ones, and there's one sneaky one that I can't remember the name of right now, but you can research that at home. Ishbosheth, apparently. Ishbosheth. On to the fourth question. I didn't realize this would be so controversial. 
team are you playing? <laughs> what was Joab's job? Priest of the king, commander of the army, prophet, or Arsenal player? He wishes. Very good, well done. Commander of the army, points all around. Very good. Final question. Very good, very good. Select the book of the Bible that Solomon did not contribute to. Proverbs, Psalms, Song of Songs, or Ecclesiastes? Just one, just one answer. to all of them. Okay. Jamie, I'm going to send you the quiz in advance next time. Psalms. <laughs> he might have contributed to Psalms. <laughs> but that was the answer I chose. So, <laughs> okay, we'll see the final results. No correlation to whether you know your Bible or not. Another David, well done. Jamie in second place. <laughs> and then November, well done. Woo! Okay. Well done to, for surviving that quiz. It might be a while till I do another one. <laughs> it's nice to see you guys. Right, so we're all... Well done, John T. So we're all totally clear and up to date of uh, where we are in the story so far. Fantastic. No confusion, nothing of the sort. Excellent. Cool. So when I was asked if I wanted to do one of the teachings on Kings, I thought, wow. What juicy story am I going to get to look at? Because through three chapters already, we've had an attempted coup. Um, we've had Solomon establishing his reign through a lot of murder. We've had seen Solomon being given wisdom by God, which is then put on display with a quite strange story involving two prostitutes, a baby, and a sword. I thought, yes, what am I going to get to look at? Which brings us on to chapters four and five, uh, which on the face of it are just not as interesting. I'm going to be honest. Some of the highlights of these chapters include who Solomon picked as his government officials. There's some wonderful lists. Uh, the specific food and quantities of food that him and his household ate each day. His knowledge on animals and trees, including, in case you were wondering, the cedar trees of Lebanon and his acquisition of timber in order to start a building project. So it's pretty riveting stuff, as you, can, as you can tell. However, as I've taken the time this week just to dig a little bit deeper, uh, there are some things that I feel that God's been highlighting to me. And ultimately, we believe that this is the word of God. So I don't think it's an, ever a bad idea to dwell on and consider it and let God's word actually speak to us. So we'll have a look. And the title of my talk today is Solomon... So close, yet so far. I'm not going to read chapters four and five in their entirety today because, like I said, there is quite a lot of detail that isn't specific uh, to what I want to share. So feel free to take the time to read those chapters in yourself. But I will be kind of jumping in and out a little bit. So I'm going to start by reading the first six verses of 1 Kings 4, which read, So King Solomon ruled over all Israel... And these were his chief officials. Azariah, son of Zadok, was the priest. Elihoreth and Ahijah, sons of Shisha, secretaries. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilad, recorder. Beniah, son of Jehoiada, commander-in-chief. Zadok and Abiathar, priests. Azariah, son of Nathan, in charge of the district governors. Zabad, son of Nathan, a priest and advisor to the king. Ahisha, palace administrator. And Adoniram, son of Abda, 
in charge of forced labour. I told you it was exciting. Right, I've just realised I've forgotten to do something. So last week we introduced something called Slido, um, which is an opportunity for people to kind of note questions uh, as, as I'm sharing. If you've got a question about something I'm saying, I won't answer it in real time, uh, but we are taking time to record a podcast where we'll look at these questions. So I should have mentioned that first. Um, if you want to do that, you can, of course, if you're not necessarily confident with, with tech and don't know how to do that, you can just ask me or Jamie or, or John or others and you can write them down. So this is not the only way, but this is just a way. Um, so you can either scan this QR code, which will take you to a room where you can type in your questions, or you can go to www.slido.com, enter the event code 10923, and it will give you the opportunity to ask questions. Sorry, I should have mentioned that first. So at this point in the story, Solomon is confirmed and established king, it says in verse 1, over all Israel. And not, as we'll see in future weeks, only over certain tribes, which is what happens to his successors. He was a king, so he did the work and duty of a king with the wisdom that we've seen that God has given him in chapter 3. And a good and wise king needs capable and reliable officials. So we're like, Solomon's effectively picking his like, senior ministers, his, his cabinet. So let's just have a brief look at who he's chosen to fill these roles. Because his wisdom, I believe, is on display with who he's picked as his officials. Many of these officials that he picks are given the same roles that they had when his dad, David, was the king. And those paying close attention might recognise some of the names from chapter 1. So you've got Zadok and Abiathar as priests, which is a role that they both had in David's government. Jehoshaphat was the recorder, who's effectively like the officiator of, of Solomon's rule and what he wants to do. And he also had this same role for David. Beniah, who in David's time was in charge of military affairs, and so he was for Solomon. Shisha, who was David's scribe, and his sons were Solomon's scribes. And then the rest were kind of priest's sons. His prime minister of state, as it were, was Azariah, the son of Zadok, the priest. Two others are sons of Nathan, the prophet, who played a key role for David. So he's got a mixture of men that his dad relied on as his senior ministers, as well as their sons, and actually, in some cases, their grandsons taking up key roles. And there's a couple of points in that that I really want us to pick up on. So Solomon makes it one of his priorities when picking his officials to honour the wisdom that's come before him by keeping some of his dad's officials in the same roles. And I think for all of us here in this community, we've got an opportunity and a gift in seeing what godly wisdom people amongst us are carrying, that we can both learn and grow from. What experiences, what testimonies, what revelations that God has given those amongst us can we both celebrate and be shaped by? And as I look around the room and think particularly of the people and the stories that I know, and the way that my faith, my belief, my hope has been built by learning and seeing what God has done in others, I believe that there's more for us in that. There's wisdom and experience amongst us. I'm not just necessarily talking about age. Age can play a part, and you know, those who've been walking with God for many years will have something to, to give to those of us who maybe haven't been walking with God so long. But I think this is for everyone. Because knowing of God's victories of people here is a gift that God has given us. So I'm just going to give you a couple of examples of uh, stories that I know. I'm not going to say the name. I'll give you a chance to think, and then, I, and then I'll reveal who. So this is someone's testimony in and amongst us. A few weeks before I decided to follow Jesus, I was walking home late at night, and two guys started jostling me into the hedge. Suddenly, a tall man appeared from nowhere, and held up his hand. They ran off scared. I believe it was an angel, as I later found a verse in the Bible that says, angels are sent to help out those lined up to receive salvation. It's an amazing story. Anyone got any idea who it is? Amanda Simmons, who's not, not here today. I'll share one more. While spending some time traveling and living in New Zealand, God led me to work in a supermarket where a Christian girl told me about Jesus, which led to me choosing to follow him. It showed me that sometimes God takes you out of your circumstances in order to listen to him. 
Sometimes we get too busy in our own lives to listen. Susan Hayward. And that one really impacted me because Susan, I view her almost like my second mum. I call her Auntie Susan. And I only found out that story about a year ago. So that even shows me that there is so much wisdom, experience, powerful testimonies. And the story is amazing. I would really encourage you to ask Susan if you get a chance because there's so much more, but that's just it in a nutshell. But that really kind of highlights to me there's so much that I can grow from and that we can grow from in knowing what God has done in the lives of those that he's placed us in. And we'll ignore these things at our own peril. We'll see later in the story of Kings that Solomon's son, Rehoboam, totally dismisses the wisdom of the older ones around him. And it doesn't work out too well for him. So there's something about honouring the wisdom and the revelation that's come before us. That's my first point. But secondly, Solomon brings in new blood, new faces. And in this specific example, he's bringing in the sons and the grandsons of people that served his dad. And I think there's a role for those amongst us who are maybe more experienced, who have walked longer in our faiths, to see who are the sons, the daughters, the granddaughters. And I'm not just talking biological children or, you know, age, but who are those amongst us that we can invest in? Because these guys that Solomon picked, they must have caught something that their dads had. Their dads must have made something accessible to them in order to see what God had done with them. I don't think this, this is just a case of nepotism, because God gave Solomon wisdom to decide how to do these things. And in Deuteronomy 5, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. And remember, I'm not just talking about blood relatives, biological children. children. Who is it that God is putting on your heart to invest in, to show an interest in, to teach and share of what God has done in your life? So that's something that I want to think about for application. Who are both the parents or those with wisdom and experience in this body that God is turning your heart towards? And who are the, the children or the grandchildren that God is turning your heart towards? Who are the people that you can share what God has shown you? What action are you going to take to both gain from the richness and the stories that God has, has acted in amongst us and also, also to share of the richness of what God has shown? And it might be something quite small, but it starts somewhere. And as I was thinking, I was thinking I've grown up in this church and I've had loads and loads of people, particularly as I was growing up, um, just show an interest and care and want to get to know me. Um, but an example that I thought of, when my family moved to Good Maze when I was about 13, 14, something like that,